Welcome to the PBO Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. Your host here, E. Vanderbilt, with his trusted canine sidekick, Woody, where we bring you the news raw, unfiltered, and with no chaser. And welcome to another segment of the PBO Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. Your host here, E. Vanderbilt, with his co-host, Woody, my canine, Woody, who's a great co-host, by the way. Well, um, as we discussed on the previous segment, big tech trying to suppress information blew up in their faces, and I've got... I've got the media, the mainstream media. You're going to see how they're doing the same thing. But before we get to that, let's talk about the Amy Coney Barrett um, hearing. Yesterday was day three. Day one, you know, the senators get the bluster and say their piece. Day two and day three is when they ask questions of the Senate, of uh, the nominee. And today, day four is when they bring in um, people to speak either on behalf of the nominee or people against the nominee. So now this is where the day where they try to find ways or wrenches the left will try to find a way to suppress her nominee. I'm using that word a lot right now today. So the hearings have been honestly a joke. They've just been a joke. I, I watched a little bit of it yesterday. I watched a little bit of the day before. Amy Coney Barrett is wicked smart. And these senators are not wicked smart. I could play a lot of clips for you for this, but I'm not. There's just no sense in doing this. Uh, but I didn't. I wanted to play one yesterday that I didn't get around to. This is Senator uh, Hirono, and you probably saw or heard this clip, but it bears bringing back up and having this conversation. This needs to be blasted. I mean, blasted from the rooftops. This, this is. I mean, it's unconscionable that a sitting U.S. senator would ask anyone this question who's going to sit on the bench. She basically, uh, well, let me, I'll play the clip and then we'll talk about it. It's for a lifetime appointment to the federal bench or to any of the other uh, positions uh, for any of the committees on which they appear. Uh, I asked each nominee these two questions and I will ask them of you. Since you became a legal adult, have you ever made unwanted requests for sexual favors or committed any verbal or physical harassment or assault of a sexual nature? No, Senator Hirono. Have you ever faced discipline or entered into a settlement related to this kind of conduct? No, Senator. That's absolutely disgusting. I mean, it's just disgusting. I mean, what a horrible human being that Sen Senator Hirono is. I mean, just absolutely unconscionable that a sitting U.S. Senator would ask that of a nominee who's placed there to to be nominated for this the supreme court of the united states you know they look what they did to kavanaugh last time basically painted him as a sexual predator and i guarantee you uh senator hirono hasn't asked that of everybody and, and she asked that of biden he couldn't answer the way amy coney barrett asked but how disgusting do you have to be to 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 ask that kind of question at a hearing like this. And another thing that came up too, and I'm not gonna play these clips, but Amy Coney Barrett um, was asked about something to do with the LGBTQ community because you know the left is so infatuated with homosexuals. They've just infatuated with the gay life. I don't know if it's because they dream of it at night, and, 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 and I, have all res I have all due respect for the, the gay community. However many letters you want to put at the end of it, you know, if that's you, that's you, fine. You want my stance on gay marriage? Hey, 
be careful what you ask for. You just might get it because if you want gay marriage, which now it's here, and guess what's here as well? Divorce. That's right. Alimony. That's right. Child support. So be careful what you ask for. You just might get it is my stance on gay marriage. Good. I'm glad they got it. I'm glad they now get to suffer through some of the stuff that we heterosexuals have had to suffer through for generations. So good on them for actually getting what they wanted. Now suffer the consequences. But anyway, I digress. She mentioned something, something sexual preference. And Hirono piece of garbage that she is basically admonished Amy Coney Barrett for saying the word preference. You may have heard this, right? But did you see what Merriam-Webster dictionary did? They changed the definition of the dictionary the day after or the day of when Hirono brought that up to Amy Coney. But they changed the definition of the dictionary. What, what is wrong with us? I mean, now the definition of the dictionary is defining preference as somehow not believing that you are born with whatever sexual orientation you have. And I know this story came out yesterday. A lot of people were talking about it, but it's just like, it's so ridiculous that this is where we're at as a nation right now that we can't even say the word preference and just a few, and I'm, you know, there's a lot of other pundits that did it. They put a bunch of video clips and clips of people, you know, the left saying preference, sexual preference, sexual preference, sexual preference, forget all that. Here's what I wanted. Here's my point to all of this. Do not let them redefine words. Do not give in to this nonsense where the left is trying to redefine what words are in our language. You know, I'll take one of the words that the left has tried to redefine is racism. They want racism to include the bigotry. Bigotry is bigotry. Racism is racism. The definition of racism is the belief that one race is genetically superior to another. That's where it needs to stay. That's where it needs to stay land, that is the definition. Everything else, if you're prejudiced, that's bigotry. And we're all bigots, by the way. But the left keeps trying to redefine words and redefine phrases, and as long as it suits them. So Hirono lectures Barrett the other day, yesterday, on the word preference, that it's now orientation, whatever the hell it is. And it's just absolutely gotten to the point where it's all just ridiculous at this point. So anyway, back to Amy Coney Barrett and the hearing. Um, long story short, there's just really wasn't a whole lot that the left could do to derail this nomination. Um, she's going to get nominated. She's going to be the next Supreme Court justice of the land. The left could not lay a glove on her. They didn't. And today it's going to be this more of the same. But what I loved about it is her, her, the look on her face while they're asking these completely inane questions. And she was just looking at him like, what the blankety blank? She, I mean, the look that she gave, in my opinion, was absolutely priceless, especially when Cory Booker was up there blustering his nonsense. It's just these senators, I, they, they think they are so smart. Amy Coney Barrett is just a brilliant woman. I mean, what a great pick. 
And you left? You left us out there? <laughs> She's going to be on the Supreme Court. That's all that really needs to be said. Slam dunk. Woman will be seated. Now, what's going to happen now? Today, they'll bring in some witnesses, probably fluff witnesses that have nothing to do with Amy Coney Barrett. Probably don't even know her. Probably won't even say they do know her, but are going to say their experience to, you know, with pre-existing conditions or LGBT three-way, one-way, four-way, six, whatever it is. They're going to bring people in there to try to give these heart-wrenching stories that have absolutely no context to seating a Supreme Court justice. So long story short of it, Amy Coney Barrett's going to be seated. There's nothing more to say, and she will probably be the smartest Supreme Court justice that'll be on the bench once she is seated. So after today, it goes through committees. And then the left will try tactics to delay it. They have some procedural tactic where they can hold off the, everything for one week. They'll do it. They did it with Kavanaugh. They'll do it with this one. This is why Lindsey Graham is saying that most likely she'll be seated on the 27th. So let's move on. Let's get into, I want to go back to our mainstream media and show you just how biased they are and, and how they absolutely don't care about informing you of the news. This Burisma Biden story is big. I mean, this is Watergate kind of stuff. I mean, this is huge. Remember Watergate? It was the cover-up that did Nixon in. It wasn't the actual crime. It was the cover-up. And it's the cover-up and the suppression of this story that's going to do the big media in. The media already had low credibility, mainstream media. Because of this, people are just, there's going to be several people that said, oh, that's it. Wash my hands of it. Done. Mainstream media, you're dead to me. There's alternative sites out there. There's alternative sources out there. We don't need the mainstream media anymore. Their ratings have plummeted because people are waking up. So let's do a cursory view of their websites right now. And let me show you how biased they are because I'm, I'm, I checked it out this morning before I did this podcast and you know, websites update all the time. My bet is they still haven't addressed the scandal that's coming out from the Biden campaign regarding Hunter Biden's laptop being given to Rudy Giuliani and the emails that show that Joe Biden lied. Here's ABC. Uh, breaking VP nominee Kamala Harris suspends travel after staffer tests positive for coronavirus. Well, we know they'll blame that on Trump or Pence or something. So it also gets her out. This is pretty, pretty convenient, right? It gets her out of having to answer to the media about the Biden scandal. All right. That's the main head. That's the breaking headlines. The main headline in the center of the page, coronavirus live updates. Fauci calls herd immunity declaration ridiculous. All right, I'm not going to get into a comment on that. I'm going to scan real quick. There's got to be something here about this emerging Biden scandal, how Biden lied to the American people. It's got to be here somewhere. Here, Biden. Ah, Biden to face voters in ABC News town hall from Philadelphia. What? Wait, what? But they didn't say nothing, nothing, nothing on their page. Let me go. More news. It's got to be down here. More news. More news. Brianna Taylor's boyfriend recounts her shooting. London moves to UK second highest COVID-19 alert. China fires two health officials after new outbreak. Nope, not a thing, nothing. That's ABC, all right, done. Let's go over to NBC. Uh, let's see, Biden, oh, look at their main headline. Their main headline, 
Biden continues to hold <laughs> double-digit lead nationally. All right, for one, the national polls are worthless. This is what got the left in trouble last time, is they, they, all they did was focus on the national polls with Clinton, and they're still doing it. But anyway, I digress. That's the main headline. Biden continues to hold double-digit lead over Trump and new poll. That's NBC. Uh, let's see. Well, let me scan. They've got it. NBC. NBC will be telling the story. Let's see. Watch live day four of Amy Coney Barrett's Senate confirmation here. Weekly initiative jobless claims remains high with lawmakers still at loggerheads over fresh stimulus aid. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, here, here, this one. Top stories. Secret tape show. That's it. Secret tape show. Neo-Nazi group, the base recruiting former members of the military. That's not it. Wildfire, Western wildfires. Oh, the world. U.S. citizens released by Iran-backed militia in Yemen. Uh, here it is, U.S. It's top stories, U.S. News. Another jet pack reported thousands of feet above Los Angeles. Wow. Oh, no, here's a section. Decision 2020. I'm doing this organic, people. I'm just doing it as it comes up. This, it's in here. Here it is. NBC News has a section in the, on their website, their front page, and it's, it's titled Decision 2020. It's in here. Main headline, Trump weighs pre-election foreign policy speech that reveals plans to pull more troops from afghanistan that's not it trump not happy with Barr. won't commit to keeping ag no that's not it another story we'll talk about a later time and no nothing here nbc blk what is that racism sexism overshadow harris coverage oh nbc black oh they got their own little section oh here political news trump hits biden over unverified report on his son hunter you got it nbc had a blurb down on the very bottom and there it is Trump hits Biden over unverified report on his son, Hunter. Trump, at a rally in Des Moines and in an interview with Newsmax, seized on an unverified report, unverified report, in the New York Post about Hunter Biden. It goes on, President Donald Trump on Wednesday seized on an unverified report about Joe Biden's son, Hunter, using it to repeat his often told conspiracy theory about the Ukrainian energy company, Burisma. At the rally in Des Moines, Iowa, Trump referred to what he called explosive documents published Wednesday by the New York Post. Hey, at least they, they, they talked about it. So kudos. Hey, one merit point for NBC News. Now let's go over to AB, um, CBS. CBS has been more of the middle of the road. Let's see, latest news, Justice Department official Bruce Orr is out. That's their main headline. I assure you I have my own mind. Democrats grill Amy Coney Barrett. Fauci on COVID surge, Trump's recovery and Thanksgiving travel. Race to 2020. It'll be in here. 2020 election battleground tracker. Mm -hmm. Record number of early voters. Twitter suspends fake accounts claiming to be uh, black Trump voters, not for one. Michelle Obama, LeBron James team up encouraged voting. Uh, 2020 presidential debates, timing and topics. Biden says he's not a fan of Supreme Court packing. That's it. Biden puts up huge campaign numbers. CBS, who usually is middle of the road. I can't believe NBC outdid CBS. Man. All right, CNN. You know, most trusted news source, right? This is CNN. Trump argues pandemic is over to avoid accountability is their main headline. And as I scan why Buttigieg's Fox News appearance keeps going viral, nope, Notre Dame calendar showed more events not listed on Barrett's Senate paperwork, nope. And let's see, election 101, police breakup counterfeit ring, not on their main headline. CNN, the most trusted news source, has nothing about that story on their main page. MSNBC, Come on, we know MSNBC, not going to have anything on there. But I'm going to take a quick glance, and I can tell you, no, no, and no, 
not a thing on MSNBC's front page about this scandal. Now, Fox News, <clears throat> election interference is the main headline. Trump campaign furious after Twitter suspends account over tweeting, calling out Joe Hunter Biden. So you, 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 gotta get the name out. Rudy Giuliani, Giuliani, okay, good to get it out. Giuliani, Biden emails contain extreme illegal and embarrassing information. Hunter Biden tried to cash in big with Chinese firm. New York Post editorial board, Biden campaign, not denying Post report on Hunter and flashback. Hunter Biden claims he did nothing wrong at all amidst poor judgment. Fox News is the only major news outlet that is reporting this full force, full force. No other news outlet. I mean, NBC, which surprises me, had a blurb way down at the bottom, but none of the others. Now, is that unconscionable or what? I mean, that's just unconscionable that our mainstream media refuses. I mean, they could at least, at least report on how big tech is suppressing information. That's a big story in and of itself. Don't trust the media. Do not trust the media. All right, let's move on. We're going to move out of this and get into some other news, by the way, and uh, some random quick picks. So uh, did you see the one of Pelosi losing it during a CNN interview on coronavirus relief? I mean, she's talking to Wolf Blitzer, right? And Wolf Blitzer is not a right-leaning reporter. Listen to this exchange. But they really, they really, the states go bankrupt. Excuse me for interrupting. The states go bankrupt. Mm -hmm. They really need the money right now. Uh, and even members of I even members of your own caucus, Madam Speaker, uh, want to accept this deal. One point eight trillion dollars. Congressman Rokana. Let me just quote Rokana, man you know well. I assume you admire him, he's a Democrat. And he just said this. He said, People in need can't wait until February. One point eight trillion dollars is significant and more than twice the Obama stimulus. Make a deal. Put the ball in McConnell court. So what do you say to Roca? What I say to you is, I don't know why you're always an apologist. <laughs> and many of your colleagues, apologists for the Republican position. So she calls Blitzer a apologist for the Republican Republicans. I mean, does it get any more ridiculous? I mean, she is out to lunch. And here's another exchange. There's, I'm looking for an exchange where she basically said that she feeds people. She feeds people. Wolf, have you fed people? <laughs> Let's see if this one's it. And as you know, there are Americans who are being evicted from their homes. They can't pay the rent. Many Americans are waiting in food lines for the first time in their lives. Can you look them in the eye, Madam Speaker, and explain why you don't want to accept the president's latest stimulus offer? Well, because, uh, thank you very much, um, Wolf, and I, I hope you'll ask the same question of the Republicans about why they don't really want to meet the needs of the American people. But let me say to those people, because all of my colleagues, we represent these people. Uh, I have for over 30 years represented my constituents. Uh, I know what their needs are. I listen to them and their needs are not addressed in the president's proposal. So when you say to me, why don't you accept theirs? Why don't they accept ours? Our legislation is there uh, to do three things primarily, to honor our workers, our, honor our heroes, our healthcare workers, our police and fire first responders, our teachers, our transportation, sanitation, food workers, the people who make our lives work. 
We couldn't be doing what we're doing without them. Many of them had risked their lives so that they had to save lives, and now they will lose their jobs because but they really, they says really, that the states go bankrupt. Excuse me for interrupting, Madam Speaker, but they really need the money right now. Uh, and even members of I understand your own, that, but, yeah, if, but even members of your own caucus, question, even members of your own caucus, Madam Speaker, uh, want to accept this deal. One point eight trillion dollars, Congressman Ro Khanna. So we just heard that part already. So <clears throat> Pelosi, if you watch this clip, I mean, you can tell one, she's agitated with well, because the Democrats don't get challenged by the media. I mean, they, they know the Democrats know when they go on these mainstream media programs that they're going to get treated with kid gloves. They know it. So they, they've come to assume this. And I don't know why all of a sudden Wolf Blitzer, and this isn't the first time in a number of weeks where he's actually reporting, he's being a journalist, uh, he actually is asking these questions. I don't know what's happened. Is CNN starting to change what their directive is? I mean, in the locker room, so to speak, are they starting to tell these reporters, these pundits, say, maybe we should start asking a little more questions and not look so biased and one-sided? It might help our ratings. What do you mean, our ratings? Yeah, our ratings are kind of in the toilet. So maybe, just maybe, it would help us a little bit. Yeah, I, maybe. Um, so if that's the case, kudos to CNN. I hope they do. There was a time when CNN really was a good news outlet. I remember when they started. I remember the early days. And I got to tell you, I, I'm... I wish those days would come back. I don't like echo chambers and CNN. What I don't like about CNN is they try to paint themselves as the center, right? The, the, the left is MSNBC, the right is Fox News, and CNN tries to say we're, we're the middle of the ground people. They're not. They're left. They're leftist. They're biased, completely biased. Whether or not they get out of that bias, I don't know. But kudos to Wolf actually holding Nancy accountable. Now, I used to live around the Bay Area. I didn't live in San Francisco. I lived in the suburbs outside of San Francisco when I was a kid. Loved San Francisco. I, I, I was a teenager. It was a great city to, to be a teenager, just graduating high school with a car. I mean, it's such a beautiful place to go to, and it's such a fun city to be in. This was a long time ago, and it's a crap hole now. They actually have an app. An app. There's an app you download if you live in the city that shows you where the defecation is. And I don't mean from animals, from people. There's need. It's a crap hole now. That's who she, she's saying she represents people. She doesn't represent me. She's not my Congress critter. I wouldn't want her representing me. So, you know, but kudos to Wolf for actually, actually. Speaking up. All right, a couple other quick hits. Um, breaking, Rittenhouse, you know, the kid up in Wisconsin that uh, killed those two people, shot the other one, will not be charged for gun offenses in Illinois. The gun did not cross state lines. So that's good news for Kyle Rittenhouse. I don't believe he should have been there. I'm not, I'm not one who supports what he did. Uh, I, I think he went there and became part of the problem, not the solution. And then there also was a report that the other guy, the first, one of the guys he shot who didn't die, he shot his hand, was holding a gun. That guy's getting charged for gun possession too. So that is a good thing, a good news. Now, Rittenhauser is still charged with some crimes, so he still has um, 
Uh, he still has to answer that I'm looking for it real quick in the article, but I'll say Rittenhouse was also never in possession of the gun in the state of Illinois. Because a lot of people are saying he brought the gun over state line. He did not. So the Antioch police said Rittenhouse's, rif Rittenhouse's rifle was purchased, stored in, in Wisconsin, which would not violate Illinois' laws, the attorney office told the Chicago Sun-Times. Uh, he does face charges of first-degree intentional homicide after an in incident, or he faces charges of first-degree intentional homicide after an incident in Kenosha, Wisconsin, during the riots after the shooting of, the, of Jacob Blake. Rittenhouse discharged his weapon, killing two protesters and also shot and wounded a third. He faces charges of underage firearm possession in Wisconsin. That's probably the biggest charge he's going to have to deal with. He's going to get off on the other ones because it was self-defense. Um, <clears throat> so a couple other stories, and then we'll wrap up this. Chicago, I haven't talked about this in a while, but the, you know, the, I used to do bad mayor series, but the, kind of the election kind of took over. You know, there's just so much going on with the election, but I used to do this bad mayor series. And what I would do is I'd, I'd talk about, you know, these cities with just these horrendous mayors like um, Dunkirk, I think, or Duncan, Durkin, Durkin in Seattle, uh, Wheeler in Portland, who's just god-awful, and Beetlejuice up in Chicago, Bill de Blasio in New York, and even here in my hometown in Atlanta, uh, Keisha Lance Bottoms. These are all just horrible leaders, horrible leaders. And I know I said Beetlejuice. I meant Lori Lightfoot, but really did I? I meant Beetlejuice. But Chicago, Chicago's the most dangerous city in America, in my opinion. I know you can take some numbers and twist it that Austin is one of those cities because of the murder rate has exponentially jumped up, but it still doesn't come near the numbers of Chicago. Here's a headline from the Daily Wire. Chicago homicides top 600 CDC's highest murder rate in five years. After a bloody first weekend in October, Chicago's murder rate is now the highest it's been for half a decade. And despite slight declines month over month, the city has now seen more than 600 homicides. And get this, a 50% increase from 2019, according to figures from the Chicago Police Department. 50% increase in homicides in this city. And you're going to tell me that the leadership in that city does not take responsible or is not responsible for this. She's a newly elected mayor. This is her first term. And the, the crime has jumped like this. You can't blame Republicans for that. It's a leftist city. In fact, you can go across the country. And the cities that have the surge in crime are all ran by the left. New York, Chicago, Austin, Texas, uh, Portland, Oregon, Seattle, Washington, Atlanta, when we had the riots here, it was like out of control for a minute until the governor, against the mayor's wishes, brought in the National Guard and it squashed it. These mayors are not leaders. They don't know what to do. I'm not, gonna, I'm not saying they're malicious in this or, or they're actually advocating for it. They're, I'm saying they're just incompetent. They're simply incompetent because they're tied into their leftist ideology that doesn't allow them to take the necessary measures to protect the citizens of their city. And it's a damn shame. It's a damn shame that these people had to die. And then what also is rarely reported, it's usually black on black crime, but you don't see riots. And a lot of times it's children caught in the crossfire. It's just unconscionable what's happening. And until these cities elect people that will control the criminal elements of their cities that actually enact law and order, 
and, and clamp down on these criminals, these citizens are putting themselves in jeopardy every time they elect the leftists, like a Lori Lightfoot, like a Tim Wheeler, like a Bill de Blasio. We get the government we elect. We deserve the government we elect. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of the PBL podcast. There's a lot of news. There's so much that I had on my plate here that you just can't, there's not enough time to get to it because we're in election season. So much is happening. This Burisma Ukraine Biden thing is blowing up and it's going to continue to blow up. We are 19 days to the election. Our October surprise is here and it's going to drip, drip, drip out. And I'm telling you, mark my words, Biden's done. He's done. They know it. And I hope Trump knows it and doesn't screw it up. Because right now, in my opinion, this is just one person's opinion. Notice I didn't say one guy. I didn't want to offend those, you know, people with those delicate sensibilities. One person's opinion that Trump, it ha it's his election to lose. And if Trump says and does something stupid, which he has been known to do, he'll lose the election. And don't get me wrong, I support him 100%. I am one of those that there's nothing that prevent me from getting to the polls to vote for Donald J. Trump. I'm not voting against the other guy. I am voting for Donald J. Trump because I want him to have a second term. In fact, I want the Senate to stay red. I want the House to go red. Don't believe it will. And now with the Supreme Court being a 6-3 conservative, I can only imagine what Donald Trump would be able to achieve. Again, thank you for listening to the PBL Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. Please like, follow, share, subscribe. And on Apple Podcasts, iTunes platform, please give us a five-star rating. Help us move up the algorithm. Let's fight back the big tech. And let's make these little voices turn into bigger voices. And it's not that we want one big voice or three. No, we need millions and millions of little voices because together we're stronger and we can fight back to these big techs. Also, do visit my website, thepblpodcast.com. Click on my YouTube link and subscribe, subscribe, subscribe because YouTube is just as bad as all the other big techs, if not worse. YouTube is one of those platforms that continuously delists conservative voices. Again, thank you for listening to PBL Podcast Politics. And Brown Liquor, your host here, E. Vanderbilt, with his trusted canine co-host, Woody. Say bye, Woody. Woof. Look at that. What he says. <laughs>